0: Welcome back, guys. My name is Joy Life, and you are listening to Misconceptions About Conception, a guide to truly understanding the pro-life movement. Today, I will be discussing two very big misconceptions about the pro-life side. But before we do, I have to remind you all that we have established that the unborn is a human person. If you haven't seen the two podcasts surrounding this, Please go check them out before you view this one. Those are the foundation of everything we do in these podcasts. So many pro-choicers believe that the pro-life movement only cares about life up till birth. And then after that, nothing matters. They believe we only fight for the unborn. This couldn't be farther from the truth. Most pro-lifers support life after it is out of the womb and are opposed to torture, poverty, terrorism, etc. We as the pro-life movement try to promote a consistent life ethic. So many people think we fight for only the unborn, but what if I were to frame it like this? I am now someone who actively fights against human trafficking, and I am spending a lot of time trying to spread the message, then people will ask why I am not actively fighting poverty, or terrorism, or some other third thing. If a person has any focus at all, then many other people will complain about how that person isn't focusing on other things too. If a person is equally promoting several things, then he or she will not be able to excel more fully in one field. So if a pro-lifer is heavily supporting the pro-life movement, Does that mean he or she doesn't care about everything else? No. That person is just using their time to support a cause that needs support. Just because I'm spending time informing people about human trafficking doesn't mean I don't care about poverty. Do you blame the American Cancer Association for not working to end diabetes? No. They are still doing a good thing. Of course. They believe that a cure for diabetes is necessary, but they decided to spend their time curing cancer which needs a cure. By supporting the pro-life movement, it doesn't mean we don't care about life outside of the womb, just as much as it doesn't mean the American Cancer Association doesn't care about ending diabetes. So many pro-choice people think that in order to actually be pro-life You have to have a solution to all of the world's problems. Yes, that would be awesome to have, but it's impractical. We, as the pro-life movement, are trying to end one problem at a time. If we divert resources to each thing, then we really won't be able to get as much done in trying to end abortion than if we put all of our resources into and were laser-focused on ending abortion. Of course, we want to end all of the world's problems, but we recognize our limitations and know that we have to take things one step at a time. Also, throwing in other arguments and world issues is dangerous. We are not talking about gun control. We are not talking about poverty. We are talking about abortion. So please, can we try to keep the conversation on track? Otherwise. No one will have any idea what the other is saying. There is a time and place for those conversations. It is not in the middle of an abortion conversation. Saying that we only care about life in the womb is also just an ad hominem attack. And it doesn't actually prove anything about the pro-life side. It is a failed effort to show pro-lifers as bad people. Remember, our motto is Life is good. It's not just unborn life is good or just born life is good. No, it's life is good. And this includes life both in and out of the womb. And the pro-life side constantly works to fight injustice everywhere. Not only that, many pro-lifers work to provide resources to help women who are considering abortion. Another famous pro-choice argument is pretty much summed up in this phrase. How many children have you adopted? This, just like the argument that pro-lifers don't care about life outside of the womb, is an ad hominem attack. However, this isn't really an argument against what we are saying. It is just an emotional attack against us. Whether I've adopted no children or 10, does it change my argument that it is wrong to end the life of an innocent. Again, just like the No Uterus, No Opinion podcast, some aspect of who I am does not change any of the facts of my argument. Why don't we change the situation up a bit? I tell you, killing the homeless is wrong. Can you really tell me how many homeless people have you invited into your home? No, the things I have done for homeless people do not change the fact that killing the homeless is wrong. Similarly, we can't end the life of the unborn just because I haven't adopted any children. Even if you don't believe this, remember that the pro-life movement is made up of thousands of people who have adopted children. According to the National Council for Adoptions, there were almost 20,000 domestic infant adoptions in 2014, and the numbers are steadily rising several of the adoptions were from pro-life people. The pro-choice rebuttals in this episode are simply arguments to stop the actual discussion from happening, the discussion of whether abortion is right or not. So many times is the character of the pro-life movement under attack even though most of those arguments fail. A lot of the arguments that the pro-choice position uses are really just emotional attacks on a pro-lifer's character without any logical grounding. And the phrases mentioned in this episode are just some of those emotional attacks we see coming from the pro-choice side. Why don't we actually discuss abortion, not just attack each other's character, eh? Thank you again for listening to Misconceptions About Conception. Again, if you have any questions or suggestions, just shoot me an email at misconceptionsaboutconception at gmail.com. I hope to see you at the next podcast. This is Joy Life. Signing out, have a joyful day.